I've got a dodgy hole. Ooh, and I've got a most outrageous declaration. Welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap, I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have scoured the North Atlantic of time to find the endangered seabirds of history and have plucked them uh, only to prepare for to prepare an eider down of entertainment to present to Helen Lederer. You've worked so hard still to got procure it. me. <laughs> I, I'm so pleased you tracked me down. Yes. Here I be. <laughs> I'm going to take us back to the 4th of July, 1776, because I thought we should probably pay attention to the big biggies once in a while. Uh, and the Declaration of Independence, wherein the United States, or the 13 colonies, said, we're not British anymore, we are our own thing, which isn't part of Great Britain. Uh, the 13 colonies had each sent delegates to the uh, Continental Congress, Second Continental Congress, as a result of the argument they were having with Great Britain. They'd argued over a lot of things, including in 1773, uh, the Boston Tea Party, 1774, the Intolerable Acts, which were to punish America for the Boston Tea Party and throwing all that tea in the water. Um, there, there was a boycott of British goods, they'd been at war, and the Americans kept saying, oh, well, it's well, King George will step in, he will save us from the evils of Parliament. Then King George stood up and went, no, I won't. I'm even worse. And so, by 1776, well, for 1775, essentially, all the people who had joined this Continental Congress had to go back and say, you know, is it okay if we just leave completely? Because they'd all been sent just to put their petitions to the king and put all their uh, all of what they wanted together. And very few people wanted independence to begin with. But as things got worse, they had to go and say, is it okay if we just um, become completely independent? And the people they'd been sent by took a while, but they said yes. And so by the 2nd of July, 1776, they signed the Declaration of Independence. Um, and so John Adams wrote to his wife, the 2nd day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoca in the history of America. But then they didn't have it printed out for another two days, so it became the 4th of July. Um, the oh. only thing they did in those two days, they added the word unanimous in at one point. Uh, Thomas Jefferson, who wrote it, had nicked a lot of stuff from the 1689 English Declaration of Rights, which is when uh, King James ran away and they put in William and Mary. Um, so he was doing that to sort of echo the fact this was based on English rights that went way back. Lots of people at the time uh, pointed out that when you said uh, we take, uh, consider these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that that didn't apply to all men, it didn't apply to African-Americans at all. Um, Spain banned its publication in its American colonies because they didn't want them getting any ideas. Um, yes, but it led to the foundation. Oh, John Hancock, who signed it, he's the one with the big flamboyant signature. His signature was so flamboyant that John Hancock became the word for signature in America. Um, he's said to have said, there, uh, I judge King George will be able to read that when he signed his name, because he did it so huge. Um, and that's it. The creation of the United States, or the beginning of the creation of the United States, was the 4th of July, 1776. And it seemed like it was worth talking about. Yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, because I've got the creation of a whole new uh, kingdom, oh. queendom, whatever. Fourth uh, of July, eighteen sixty-two. Mm. Uh, a rowing boat is travelling from Folly Bridge in Oxford mm -hmm. to Godstow for picnic outing. On board is Charles Dodgson oh. and a ten-year-old <laughs> girl called Alice. Yeah, that's not a great setup, is it? No. Yeah. Uh, also there, her sisters Edith and Lorena. Okay. Uh, and Alice says, tell us a story. 
And Charles Dodgson uh, tells the May story about fantastic stories of a girl called Alice and what happens when she falls down a rabbit hole and the whole thing's a very fanciful confection. And he publishes it a few months later under the name Lewis Carroll and uh, it's absolute rubbish. Uh, it's uh, inspired countless artists, writers and musicians desperately casting about for something that audiences might already connect with and therefore yeah. come and see whatever their thing is. Plus it's out of copyright. Yeah. Uh, and, weird too, um, if, you, if you're in a boat with Alice and Edith and someone mm, else, and they say, "Tell us a story," he's like, "This is one about Alice, my favorite." And no one called Edith appears in this story. The one of whom I took a lot of photographs at a time when taking photographs was quite an expensive pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just uh, read you a little quote uh, <laughs> from Morton N. Cohen in mm-hmm. uh, Lewis Carroll: A Biography. Uh, He says, we cannot know to what extent sexual urges lay behind Charles's preference for drawing and photographing children in the nude. Oh, dear. He contended the preference was entirely aesthetic, but given his emotional attachment to children as well as his aesthetic appreciation of their forms, his assertion that his interests were strictly artistic is naive. He probably felt more than he dared acknowledge even to himself. Uh... We found this just a lot, not really feeling Alice in Wonderland anymore. Don't yeah. know about you. But we found this a lot in sort of in the early ones. We talked a lot about Victorians. We found a lot of them were choosing to do art or science that led them was essentially just weird sex stuff. Yeah, basically that. Like uh, Rodin and Eric Gill. Yeah. And, yeah. Weirdly, when uh, Alice Liddell uh, reached 80 years old, mm. um, she there was a big sort of uh, event. I think it was um, the donation of one of the original manuscripts uh, of Alice in Wonderland, which was called Alice's Adventures Underground originally, uh, to the British Library, um, where she met um, the now, uh, of course, uh, an old man, but mm-hmm. uh, the inspiration for Peter Pan. Oh. Uh, the two of them actually met uh, once. Which um, you know is a sort of. I expect they looked at each other and said, D- "Yeah, did your one? Yeah, my one did as well." <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, they all do, don't they? Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, there's all of a twist. So there, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a uh, a timeless children's classic, absolutely ruined for you for the rest of your life. Sorry, Hooray! not sorry. Uh, let's do the birthdays and the death days. Happy birthday to Nathaniel Hawthorne, the New England novelist who is also descendant of the only unrepentant judge from the Salem witch trials. Happy birthday to Neil Simon, who wrote more than 30 plays, more than 30 screenplays. He was in your show of shows with Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks. Uh, he's good. Um, happy birthday to... Um, he doesn't usually appear on this podcast. He appears a lot on another related podcast. Happy birthday to Amal Rajan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's a completely involuntary noise. <laughs> I forgot that. Yes, the 4th of July. It's his yeah, birthday. It's his birthday. He's yeah, I'm going, I'm going very... How old is he? He's much younger than I would have said. How old do you think he is? 15. He's 37. 37, which means when he sent the Independent into bankruptcy, he was barely in his 30s. That's incredible. It's amazing. What an achievement. (laughs) It's like Stig Abel being able to, you know, get newspapers into huge amounts of trouble and escape into 
other parts of media. Anyway, let's talk about death days. Happy death day to Thomas Jefferson, who died on the 50th anniversary of the signing of the Declaration of Independence, which he'd helped write. He died owing $100,000, so couldn't leave anything to his uh, descendants. Um, he, Although he did get the permission to run a lottery at the end, but he did, I'm not sure he died before he got a chance, so he was going to run a lottery just to pay off all his debts. Um, he also freed, this is in the heartwarming tale, he freed the children he'd had with the slave Sally Hemings. He didn't free her, however, on his death, and also he did it after he was dead. So, although this is set, spoken of as one of the things that showed how great Thomas Jefferson was, I think the fact that he, A, didn't free the woman with whom he'd had these, and they were always called Sally Hemings' children, they weren't, they were his children. His children! Anyway, happy death day to Georgia Heyer, who um, in 1932 decided to write two novels a year and um, started a limited company, company to run them. Um, the detective ones are okay, I haven't read the other ones. <laughs> and also, happy, <laughs> happy death day to um, a person who sang like with a rumble, like an earthquake of eroticism, Barry White. Happy death day. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... You call it an earthquake of eroticism. <laughs> I don't know. I, I say open the window, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, things by the time we were old enough to really know about him, he was very much just dressed in satin pajamas, growling. Stretch, stretch satin, yeah. yeah. Uh, the appeal, I think, had faded somewhat by the mid 1990s. Elasticated tux. It's a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Little bib with a bow tie drawn on it, <laughs> <laughs> and lobster juice down it. <laughs> Helen, have you had a chance to think about today's event? Oh, taking me into another place. Um, loon <laughs> pants. Did you know about You're loon welcome. pants? <laughs> no. Did, no. Oh, you wouldn't. Have they, worn is them. it like orc pillows? <laughs> no, uh, not quite. In the same sense, no. Loon pants were a kind of canvas bell bottom Ooh. with no seams that men wore. Oh wow! No. Not for you. You're too young. Okay, don't don't uh, aspire to them. They they don't work. Right, Uh, not a turn on. So I have to choose. Am I allowed to choose now? (laughs) Yes, you may choose. Um, Okay, so I'm a bit cross with America at the moment. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, So um, and then I was just going to do like because one mustn't do two clever clogs because thing. But all men are created equal. Ha. Um, uh, who said it? Was it Orwell? Come on. But some are more equal mm-hmm. than others. Yeah. Yeah. You knew that? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, oh, um, and what was it? Uh, what was the book from, please? Animal Farm. Animal, Animal Farm. Farm. Too slow. Okay. So um, <laughs> There's a delay. There's a delay, all right? One, one point. One point I've scored today in, in being a little know-all. Um, not really difficult to know that one. So um, I'm actually drawn as a very salutary reminder to um, Alice. Mm. But the thing is, I, I liked the, the I liked the dialogue around the table, the Mad Hatter and the Dormouse. Mm. Do, do you remember that? I just, I liked that. And then I saw a programme on television mm. about his predilection for, yeah, mm. photographs. Mm. Did you not like the Alice in Wonderland before you knew more about the genesis of those types of photographs? Question. Mm. Uh, did I know about that? Did yeah. you no? Did, did you enjoy the story before you knew about it? Thank you. No, I no, I, I no, I never enjoyed the story. Um, oh, I, I, yeah. I always found it. I had the tape of it read by Willie Rushton uh, oh, when I was a kid, was and I yes. and I did not enjoy that. And okay. I, I saw the cartoon. I did not enjoy that. The one thing oh. I will say is I have realised. I, I concluded uh, yesterday actually that my brain is like uh, the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. 
Yeah. In that, you know, whenever it's presented with any new information, someone's <laughs> name, you know, and a really important code I need to enter yeah. into a bomb to, to defuse it. Uh, my brain is always screaming, no room, no room. Yes. Yes. You <laughs> see? No. Well, so it, do, it disconnect. It does connect. Mm. I think I, I like if I, I like the madness of it, mm. it and the illogical sense of making things sound logical when they're illogical i i find that quite appealing so obviously uh, appalled to know that that you know that writer so i think we should definitely i'm having to choose this one please yes well that gives us two final scores of the week of jake three nat four Me and the orcs. Me and the orcs, man. (laughs) Fine. Wow. Helen, it's been such a delight having you as our guest. It's been an adventure. I hope I come back when the technicals work. We would we would love love to have you back anytime. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we will be back for another date fight tomorrow on We Trudge Kids. A lot of fun. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. And Helen, thanks so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.